0: And moving on to the final segment, the personal side. So we had a very good question, and I think it's on the minds probably of a couple of our listeners and people that know you personally, as well as uh, as well as people that don't know you but know you from the industry. So Mark uh, Mark Mushlin asks. So you've had many roles, team uh, You've had a very clear development to the way, all the way to the top. what's the main driver and wish for the
1: next step more risk, more fun? Now, I, I, sometimes I wish I was more of a risk taker than I am. Um, I think this is the biggest risk I've done in my entire career. Uh, I've been so lucky that uh, the that, that jobs have always kind of appeared for me uh, with, I mean coincidentally, um, that seem to just have helped um, to say my, my CV and has been something I like to do and something that's given me the, the necessary learnings and, and, and exposure I um, I would like to try something totally different now uh, if possible uh, I, I, I do know that I, I'm an expert in container shipping but I mean so more risk more fun I mean fun I, I don't need more of I had fun I have seriously had fun this is my fun uh, and uh, I, 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 there was another question about my, my fulfilling and greatest achievements uh, in, in in this role. And you know, when, when I see how happy my 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 people are, mm. you know, when, when I go to, so I was in North China a couple of months ago, and you know, everyone was just unbelievably happy and energized and motivated and can do and. That is just fantastic. Mm. That, that is what is fun for me. Then I have achieved my goal as, as CEO. Mm. You know, when, when I see see that, it just makes me incredibly happy. Mm. Uh, and and there's nothing more to, to ask for. Mm. Um, then, of course, some people ask me, so why do you quit? I mean, um, why do you leave MTC? But, I mean, hey, nine years in the same role, and, and I don't think I can retire in this role. I, I think... I, sh- I should try something uh, new in my life before it's too late I also don't want to go to the grave having worked for only one company I mean although 14 different jobs but, but I've only been with, with, with the most group you can say right? for, for 27 years so no it, it's time to it may be time to take some I mean thanks for the question Mark maybe it's time to take some more risks uh, for, for, for the next one and try a different
0: type of fun right it's, uh, yeah. yes I will go a traveling shape. a little with, with the family and so on do
1: you know, do the Inca Trail in Peru. I always want. Since I lived in Argentina, I always wanted to do that Inca Trail. And before my legs give up, then uh, I, I will do that. I will do that.
0: <laughs> Tell us how you're going. you go. We should see some pictures. Um, a question. A very. I mean, a lot of people like to ask questions about routine. So uh, you know, before you you went to work, did you follow any? You know, as a CEO, did you follow any morning routines?
1: I am actually very superstitious. So. Uh, I don't know if you know, Raghu, but I played football at a very high level when I was uh, when I was young. I actually even had a an offer for a Spanish football club when I was 15. Oh really? Which es- one? Espanol Wow. Okay. Yeah. So 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 I was at some point thinking You're fairly good at that time. Yeah. And you know um i always you know wore the left shoe before the right shoe and you know there were certain things i had yeah. to do and, and no matter where we were i had to take a ball and go and put uh, you know kick it in the net before the match started just to like feel the feeling of, of 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 making a goal if i didn't do i would usually not play well i mean it's quite superstitious but but i think when 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 it comes to work um not not really actually not really um, i am um, i try when i'm traveling not to make my program too crazy uh, i rather take an extra day than trying to squeeze in nine meetings in uh, in in one day there was a day in, in davao i remember where we had nine customer meetings in one day and one thing is I lost my voice, but secondly, that was just, so, so there were two things that bothered me. One, it was physically very hard, but number two is, you know, I, as I said before, care a lot about the relationship with the people I'm, I'm with. So I don't care these nine customers, some were big, some were small, but I, I, I wanted to create a good impression on all nine. That's impossible. That is just physically impossible. So I realized that I should probably... I I must make sure to have energy to give 100% of me with all the people I meet. Otherwise, what's the point of meeting them? Then I'd rather not meet them. Because if I can't give a good impression, if if I can't add value, and if I can't make a difference for our, you could say, relationship with MCC, then what's the point of even meeting them? So I have, in terms of routines, I have cut down to... to to usually not starting early morning, for example, not starting until 9.30 or something, which uh, was something I didn't do in the past. Mm. But I just realized, and actually usually trying to avoid dinners in the the evening, not both an external lunch and an external dinner. Because then I realized I can get much, much more. I get much more out of it. And it does sometimes cost an extra day traveling, mm-hmm. which my wife doesn't really like. But that's just too bad. MTC likes it. Oh, it's good for MTC. And um, yeah, she says I'm married <laughs> to the company sometimes. There's <laughs> you know I mean? always a fine balance, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: what, is, what is something that you believe in that other people think is crazy?
1: Um, well, as I said, I do meet a lot of people. And I think some people say, hey, as a CEO, should you really do that? But I think it's the right thing to do. And I have such a good team here in the headquarter in Singapore. So they can run a lot of the business now by themselves uh, with some guidance, but they're good enough. Uh, so where can I add most value? I want to add value. So so yes, I, I am actually out meeting people at all kind of levels, which um, yeah, is maybe not so, so normal. Uh, and then I... I well... In this interview, I spoke a lot, but actually I, t- I try to listen a lot to what, what people say. I'm this kind of person that uh, I always tell people, well, I can change my mind easily if uh, you can convince me. I'm just saying, so So this is, this is how I see it. But if you see it differently and you are able to convince me, okay, then I'll see it differently. So I always challenge the people around me. It doesn't matter which level. Uh, To make me see the world differently Mm. Change my perception of things If, if, If they can convince me Then clearly they must be right If I'm convinced otherwise They must be right If they can't convince me Then clearly they're not right at least you give, you give them a chance, right? So, I mean, it's it's, well, a, it's a fair deal. Of <laughs> course, I, when I say this to them, I also joke a little. I say, you know, if you can't convince me, then you've got to find better arguments. If you still believe that you are right, then don't give up. Don't give up, but go back. Find data. Yeah. Uh, find arguments. Find something better. And then you come back and convince me again. Yeah. I'll give you that chance. No problem. Yeah. Um, and what else do I do, which is crazy? Um Yeah, you know, I have a, I have a, I'm not good at, I'm not good at accepting people making the same mistake twice. Um, Sometimes I am told that I'm very large and very kind CEO when people make mistakes. But that's because I believe that, you know, if we were robots, we wouldn't make mistakes, but we are humans and humans make mistakes. That's the fun part about humans but just don't make the same mistake twice. Mm. Because then you have shown me that you don't care and you don't want to learn Mm. and it doesn't matter to you. And that is just not on uh, for for, for me. Mm. So I am very, very kind, if you can put it like that, when people make a a mistake, no matter how stupid it, it is, but if they do it again, and they could have prevented it because they didn't really care about last time they made the mistake, I, I really get upset. You can ask my kids about that one. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> they, 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 can they can, might have some interesting stories. <laughs> they, they, they can confirm that.
0: Um, we, we learn a lot. Uh, we learn a lot also when we are challenged, right? So uh, if you got to if you had to choose one of uh, you know from your from your past, one of the most challenging experiences that you have faced, and how did you fix it? How did you solve it?
1: Um, yeah, so probably people will, will suggest this into Asia project, but actually I didn't consider it a big challenge. I know this sounds weird, but I thought it was an opportunity, and I thought, I've always thought we couldn't go wrong. So if you ask me for the biggest challenge in my life, that's probably not the one. I have maybe two. One is when I worked in Argentina, um, at that time we merged, acquired Sealand, and we took also took over a lot of people from, from Sealand, and... Um, I, um, I had a lot on my my desk, and I had weeks where I worked 12 to 14 hours per, per day, every day. So at that time, my, my son was just a, a baby, and I only saw him on the weekend. Because I would leave before he woke up, I would come home when he, he was sleeping. And I remember talking to my mom one day on the phone... And I suddenly, I was in my office in Argentina, in Buenos Aires, and I said to my mom, Mom, I cannot see anything right now. I don't know what's happening, but I can't see anything. Everything got dark. I couldn't see anything, really. never tried anything like it. And then my mom got so upset at me. It's mm. okay, you are clearly overworked and overstressed. You've got to find another way. And this was this, you know, but ugh, I was the second in command. And, and, and I was like in charge of, of, of everything. And I had everything on my shoulders. And I just learned that you can't do that. You, you can't do it on your own. You, you have to use your, your team. Um, and, and, and the other challenge I had was uh, was, was taking an MBA I mean, I, I, I took an MBA in 2007 seven eight on London Business School, Columbia, New York, at the same time as my full-time job in, in, in Merck, and uh, I have to thank my wife for that one, because I have also two small, fairly small children, so um, that was so tough, mm. I mean, that was so tough, <laughs> and uh, it took 20 months and you have these 30 exams that you must pass. And uh, I was away either in London or New York one week every month for 20 months. So I was 10 times in Manhattan and 10 times in in, in London. A little easier from from Denmark. I'm glad I was there, not in Singapore. Um, But it was so tough and I didn't miss a single class. During those uh, 20 months, because I said, you know, if the company is willing to pay, I think the total cost ended up being $200,000 or something. If the company is willing to pay this for me, then I also better Put 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 in an effort. So I missed, I didn't miss any classes, not, I mean, at least I was there physically in all the classes, but uh, th- that was just so tough. And, and if anyone of the listeners are thinking doing an MBA, I'm just, I, I just have one advice. If you have children, just make sure that you and your spouse is on board on this one. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it, it is, it takes a toll on, 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 on your spouse as well. Yeah.
0: Um... And ask you. I'll go to the last question because I think it's the most interesting one. Is mm. um, if you know we have we have very young listeners. We have people that just start in the in the in the shipping in the in the supply chain careers. If uh, somebody would ask you if they wanted to be the CEO of a, of a large company, what advice would you give them? What mm. would you say? Mm.
1: Ah, yes, it's, it's, also, it's a tough question, um, but um, one one thing that I have learned is that. Uh, that, that sometimes you actually need to think very carefully of who your boss is. So, so I had 24 bosses, actually, in these 14 roles I've had. And um, I think that has helped me a lot in learning both how to do things and how not to do things. Um, and I think you need to be humble in, in every role you, you have in in just considering all these uh, say different people or seniors that you work with as, as opportunities to learn. Um, in, in my daughter's school, they, they have this interesting uh, word which they call fail. When you fail something, F-A-I-L, and they call it. You probably heard it, rather, they, it, 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 They call it first attempt in learning. And I think it's such a, it's a, such a strong phrase because you know, don't don't be put put down by by failures or mistakes or things not going exactly the way you wanted them to go. Just just always try to focus. Okay, so what can I learn from that? Why did this person think like like that? Why do I think I do a great job when my boss does not? Um, and, and what do you do when a boss for example does something you totally disagree with because it's, that's a tough one also right I mean do you object you know, how, how do you how do you object how do you mm-hmm. object right mm-hmm. I mean you don't want to get in, 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 in trouble also so so sometimes some younger trainees come to, to me and ask me for you know so how should they pick their next role you know it's time for an expatriation you know which one should they pick I actually tell them you know look Look maybe less in your early career on, on, on the salary package and so on. I mean, anyway, hey, whether you make 2000 or 2200 or $3,000 $3, or hey, longer term, that's just not that's not Good what's going point. to shape your career. So think about who you work with, what you can learn, and whether you'll enjoy the job and whether you can add value. I once got an offer to uh, work for Merkin in Vietnam. And I really wanted to go to Asia. I was sitting in Denmark. I wanted to go to Asia and I got a job, offered to be CEO for, uh, let me say, office manager for our office in, H- in Hanoi. Um, and I thought, ah, yeah, I can get back to Asia, right? But then I started analyzing it and i okay, first of all, I have to work Saturdays as well. So that means six work days, at that time we worked Saturdays in many Asian countries. Number two, you, I will work a lot, but I will not get any exposure because Hanoi is reporting to Ho Chi Minh that's reporting into the Singapore office. That means the exposure to the Singapore Asia headquarters, I wouldn't get because I would kind of only report down to, to, to Ho Chi Minh and I'll be on my own. You know, my boss would be sitting in another location, which is difficult if you want to really learn early in your career. So I actually rejected it, even though it was a fantastic opportunity to be office manager for 14 people, and I think many would have accepted it, but I actually rejected it. And then I got Argentina instead, which was which, where I got all the things that I wouldn't have gotten in, 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 in Hanoi. So maybe an advice is not to jump on the first best you know, the first opportunities that's presented for you, you think, think carefully what you will get out of it and can you add value and do you then get exposure? I mean, do, do you get something to do more, effort? learn more? Yes, yeah. exactly. And, and will people Experience notice? more. Mm. Because, I mean, let's not beat around the bush. You need to, I mean, there are many people fighting for good positions. You, you need some kind of visibility. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you do a hell of a great job in Hanoi, nobody's going to notice. Then it's better to have a lower role, which I then had in Argentina as the second, but everyone noticed. So... No. anyway just uh, yeah I mean I could if I had longer time I could give a lot of more advice but I I think I said enough
0: <laughs> Tim has been a it's been a pleasure thank you so much for for the time for sharing uh, with us today wish you a very good break a very good journey and a very good trip to uh, to South America and I'm sure we'll catch you soon thanks for being with us thank you very much. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to follow us on radopalamariocom slash podcast for all the show notes, links, and extra tips covered in the interview. Make sure also to subscribe to our emailing list to get the news in the nick of time. If you're listening through a streaming platform like iTunes or Stitcher and you like what we do, please kindly review and give us five stars so we can keep the energy flowing and get more people to find out about our podcast. I'm most active on LinkedIn, so do feel free to follow me to stay tuned for our latest uh, articles as well as future guests for the podcast and if you have any suggestions or any other idea please feel free to write to me i respond to all and also please make sure not to miss our next episode where we will be having a few other c-level and top leaders in supply chain joining us stay tuned